Hello, you're listening to Rosie and Jessica's Day of Fun, episode 69, Popcorn and Skips. We'll be back next week with a Christmas special. Enjoy the show. I'm Rosie. I'm Jessica. And you're listening to Rosie and Jessica's Day of Fun. Hi. Hello, happy nearly Christmas. Yes, Merry Not Quite Our Christmas Special. Yeah. Spoiler, there'll be one. (laughs) There's not a surprise anymore. Cancel the Dancing Girls. Oh, no. I still expect them. Oh. Are you uh, in the midst of Christmas preparations? Yeah, I'm having a Christmas day today. I'm going to put up my Christmas tree. I have got a Christmas tree. I brought it back on the bus. It's real and alive. I've kind of worked out what to do with it. Put one sad bauble on it like Charlie Brown. Well... The one in the garden that it was implied I might be able to use is a full-on Charlie Brown Christmas tree. <laughs> you can't really tell it apart from the pebble dashing it's in front of. Yeah, it's, um, it's kind of camouflaged into the wall. It's a twig with some twigs. This one is not a twig with some twigs. It's a very nice Christmas tree. And it was cheaper than the cut live one falls economy there. Odd. I mean, it's quite small, but it will hopefully last for years to come. Or... I'll have two Charlie Brown Christmas trees. You could um, make some sort of Charlie Brown Christmas tree farm. That seems like a really low effort, high yield business. Yeah, because you could get people to come and visit them. As a hilarious nostalgia trip. Yeah, and just look at the dead trees. And I could have a dog. Yes, and the dog would be wearing a scarf. And maybe goggles and a flying jacket. Sometimes Snoopy wears goggles and a flying jacket. Not just yeah, only when tangent. he's like flying though. Well, who's to say I'm not going to have a miniature dog-sized aeroplane at my Charlie Brown farm? I was envisaging more of a retriever-type dog rather than a beagle, but that would probably make more sense. Yeah, I mean, I don't want a beagle, but if I'm having a Charlie Brown Christmas tree farm, I'm having a beagle. Yeah, that's fair. Do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do. Legally, we are allowed to play music on this podcast as long as we talk over it at some point. Maybe I'll put some Charlie Brown in. 69 episodes in. <laughs> probably time to start. Now is, the, now is the time to change it. Uh, yeah, so I have my Christmas tree. I've got my read stuff coming to Hobbycraft. I took the lights that I put up there and the banister lights, took those down, put them on the tree. I was making popcorn garlands. I learned how to properly popcorn. The first batch, not good. The second batch, fine, but now I have to wait for that to go stale so it'll be better this afternoon. Because if you try yeah. and put it on fresh, it just breaks off. Yeah, you need to do that, that sad, chewy thing. Yeah. I've got some Christmas vultures up. Christmas music on repeat. Lovely. Watching a lot of Christmas cookery shows. So the this is not a Christmas special. This is like our pre-Christmas special. Yeah, this is approaching Christmas just because tis the season. But this is not the Christmas episode. To be jolly and joy, yes. Uh, do you have a real tree or a plastic tree? I have a fake plastic tree. I have a tree already, but I've had said tree for over 20 years. And it kind of looks it. It's, it's in relatively good condition, but... Tree technology has advanced somewhat in the last two decades. Mm. So the one I've bought looks more as if it's attempting to look like a tree rather than just a sort of tree shape. I was surprised by how few branches it had when I got it out the other year. So I bought a new one. And this one, it's super tall, but it's slim so that I can put it in a corner and it won't take up too much room except for vertically so I can still get loads of decorations on it but not lose any floor space. Is it pink? No, it's kind of a green tree colour. I'm campaigning for somebody to have a non-tree-coloured tree. Okay, but I wouldn't want... I mean, this one is six and a half feet tall. You would not want a pink six and a half foot tall tree. I would. I wouldn't want a six and a half foot tall. I'll, ha- I'll get a little one. I was thinking about getting one for my room, but... Ugh, I don't have that much... I don't have that many Christmas decorations here. 
And I can't yeah. to buy more. I know a couple of friends who had, when they lived together at university, had a pink tree. They also had two male housemates who they won over to it on the grounds that they could then decorate it entirely with black decorations. Yeah, that is cool. Where did your new tree come from? Tesco's. I was going to say I carried it home. I didn't because I'd driven, so stuck in the car. Oh, no, I had to put mine in an old lady's shopping trolley and get it home on the bus. Well, this has, um, it comes in a box with a handle. I'd also done a bit more shopping, so I'd... I'd taken the car. Mine came in a bin bag. Did you put it in bin satchels? I did put it in bin satchels. And I went to the pound shop because last week I went and they had loads of great frozen stuff. But obviously at the weekend everyone had bought it so they had the crap frozen stuff. Uh, and I yeah. thought, I don't want to be in here any longer. The pound shop makes me think about shoplifting. Because I think, if I just took this, I'd leave faster. So then <laughs> I just have to put everything down and leave. Because I start thinking, it's so cheap. It's horrible. They won't miss it. Also, it smells of body odour and not the acceptable armpit kind. Oh, we were kind of all over and you need... No, let's not even go down that route. Onions. What have we smelt this week? What have we smelt this week? Oi. Oh, good God. Oh, dear. So we're all set. I have chocolate Christmas tree decorations. Nine in the packet. One of them didn't have a string attached, so I had to eat it. Yeah, that's fair. And that is good to go. I'm going to finish my popcorn garlands. I think I might make pom-poms instead of baubles. Oh, that's fun. Depends how long pom-poms take. About a week. Oh, not very long, I don't think. Okay, cool. Maybe I'll stick my Mare Bear Christmas program I videoed yesterday. Oh, it lovely. was a repeat. I don't care. Oh, yes. I'm I'm going to have that as a train viewing. Well, her, her absolute favourite. Absolute favourites. Well, shall we get to the exciting yeah. thing I did this weekend? Yeah, Rosie, what exciting thing did you do this weekend? I ended up on stage with Mark Kermode and Simon Mayo watching Sex and the City 2 and they gave me a t-shirt and it was the highlight of my life. What, watching Sex and the City 2? Yes. I mean, that that kind of is the whole story, but I should probably elaborate. Right, yes. Mark Kermode and Simon Mayo do a film review podcast. This isn't news. 1.5 million people downloaded a week. They also have just written a book called The Movie Doctors because Mark has a PhD and Simon has an honorary doctorate. And right. as Mark said, you can't call it The Movie Doctorate and a Half. No, that would be weird. I'll leave in a minute and a half. They were doing a show at the BFI as a sort of book tour, which I went to see with my dear friend and friend of the podcast, Lucy. And beforehand, you could send in your ailments for them to see in clinic because they're the doctors. And my ailment is, I am a single lady, one of the best films with which to seduce the menfolk. Which was kind of a joke, as you can tell by the use of the phrase, with which to seduce the menfolk. And uh, I thought, they'll probably never do this. And they said, well, we'll do our next clinic. Is Rosie in? And I thought, oh yes. And some people they'd just spoken to in the audience. They said, would you come on stage? I was sitting literally at the back corner. So I had to jog. I was basically <laughs> jogging and waving at the audience. Hello. Didn't wave. Got on stage. They gave me a microphone. I had a seat. I shook their hands. It was brilliant. Uh, we chatted a bit. And then they were prescribing films to help with the ailments. Yep. And I didn't know what film it was going to be. And I said, it's not The Exorcist, is it? Because Mark Kermit loves Exorcist. He said, no, but it is filled with horror, vomiting, pain. <laughs> it's Sex in the City 2. And I thought that might be a joke. And he uh, turned around. And it was a clip from Sex in the City 2, which famously Mark Kermit did a big rant about. He does these movie reviews, which occasionally descend into these incredible rants. The entourage, or the entourage, as it became known. <laughs> Very good. And so I had to watch this clip of Sex in the City 2, as did everyone else, but I was on stage literally under the screen right under it and it I hadn't I mean I knew it was bad but it's so bad it's not just oh this isn't very good you know it doesn't come together as a film just in that one scene 
it, the acting was terrible, the writing was terrible, and at one point I took my glasses off so I didn't have to see it anymore and buried my head in my knees. And Mark Kermode came and crouched next to me and said, you've got to watch this bit, sort of guided <laughs> me up to look at the horror. They did this bizarre set of these fast cutting between their reactions of these horrible, cretinous women going, it was great. And then they gave me a t-shirt and then they signed the t-shirt and I said, hey, by the way, I made the dolls of you that my friend Lucy brought to your show a couple of weeks ago. Hi. And they didn't call the police. They described <laughs> them as strange but wonderful. Which I success feel is great. And and they said, oh, that's cool. So it was good you came on stage. So that was nice rather than them going, oh, no, we accidentally shook hands <laughs> oh, with this God, crazy woman. Uh, but it was very cool. And a very high quality t-shirt. I can recommend. It looks at the label. Uniqlo's blend of cotton and polyester. Very, very soft. And it's uh, enormous. I have longer dresses. So I wore it as a nighty. And it's signed. Do you know how to make non-permanent marker permanent? Do you think if I ironed it? If I ironed over there... What kind of non-permanent marker was it? I think it was just felt tip. You could either carefully draw over it, or you could press it, but it would probably still come out, to be honest. Yeah, just never wash it, I think. Just don't wash it. Yeah, I read this up online, and it said, I've got these signed shirts, and I want to wash it. It said, why don't you draw over it in Sharpie? I thought... But then that's not. Then you've signed it. Then you forged the signature of somebody else. <laughs> you've committed fraud on the T-shirt. Well, I was just. I was only thinking that you know when people get people uh, tattoos have autographs tattooed over. You've got to time that well, haven't you? Right. I'm going to track down this individual, and the next day lurk outside the bins or something. I mean, or just anyway. Unfortunately, no offers of marriage have come out of this, so, so they ultimately haven't actually failed. But the reason they showed me Sex in the City 2 was to show that as long as I'm none of these women, I'm doing absolutely fine, because I, that is as bad as you can get, this kind of what, what it's like to be a woman on the dating scene. Well, that's reassuring. And I'm not as bad as that. Little do they know! That's what they think. I feel like I've talked for about a thousand years. Oh my god, we've been recording for six hours. It was really exciting. Oh, no. I'm just really excited, and I had I'm a lovely day. That. So that was my intro. Christmas and being on stage at the BFI, which is kind of the dream. I've kind of achieved my dream. Merry Christmas to you. Now I'm going to retire. From what? Shut up. (laughs) Speaking of living the dream, you went to to the BFI. I did a quiz. I don't know if I've mentioned this before, listeners. Uh, I love a quiz. Each year, one of my colleagues writes a quiz. The first couple of years, it was a a paper, sort of take home the packet and and do all the answers. And the last couple of years it's been like a pub quiz sort of effort so everyone's in teams and having a jolly old time at the pub uh and it's great fun and we did that last weekend did you win have a hoot we didn't it was taking part that counts what i like to give other people a chance every so often were you being brought down by your team members it's okay for you to say that (laughs) uh no they were very useful i am actually no fun at quizzes i was told because i answer so quickly nobody else gets a chance to try so there were some that i knew the answers to but they were obscure things that i knew i would be the one answering anyway no one else was going to get that it was richard millhouse nixon ah everything's coming up millhouse was it christmas themed it was Christmas themed. It's everything is festive apart from the rounds that are uh, directly related to work. As with last year, this year everything is won or lost on the table rounds because it's such a list of things to know. So if you can do that one, what was the table round? Well, I was just going to say you've you've basically caught the golden snitch, which is interesting because this year it was, and I didn't even mean this one. Uh, identify all these actors, find the link between them. The link very quickly found was Harry Potter. Then not only do you have to write who they all are, you have to write what character they all played. 
and the, the winning team had someone on it who was like, I, yeah, I, I know my Harry Potter. Ladies and gentlemen, please get me a copy of that quiz. <laughs> because I was thinking I would, would really destroy that quiz. It would be so useful to have here right now. But that's that's how we won last year because uh, one of my teammates, it turns out, knows everyone who has ever done Live Aid. Oh, that's rubbish. <laughs> who? <laughs> no, it wasn't rubbish. It was incredibly useful. We I was going to say, whose mastermind topic? I've got basically the mastermind chair in my room. I'm going to... F- pretend to mastermind myself i would be great at that quiz i would be so good the paper would catch fire and we'd lose anyway and there was a round uh with christmas films Ugh. there were there were clips of films reenacted clips of films so you had to name the character and then you had to answer a question relating to the film that followed it so it was great fun because we got to watch our colleagues acting out these little there was one which i actually forgot to ask about but it was diehard, except it looked like it was actually filmed in an air vent, and I need to find out where the hell they found this air vent. <laughs> oh, it wasn't live reenactments, they were filmed reenactments. No, it was films. We watched little videos. One of my teammates had done one with her daughter because she was doing Miracle on 34th Street. Susan, what else did you ask for for Christmas? And there's pause. And then, A baby brother. And then cut to Helen looking sort of surprised. and Whoa! To cure somebody's cynicism at the movie doctors, they played a clip from the very end of, of It's a Wonderful Life. But it was the clip where Clarence gets his wings, which is actually not the most uncynical bit. The most uncynical bit is when George's brother turns up and says, To my brother George, the richest man in town, because he's the golden boy, but he knows that George Bailey is so rich in friends. Do you need a moment? I don't want to go on. Merry Christmas, you old buildings and loan. What's your song? Do you want to do a song? I suppose I should do a song. My song is Roll to Me by Delamitri. Delamitri? Aren't they from the 90s? So... Um, have you not paid attention to the rest of my choices? Quite a lot of them are from the 90s. I don't listen Some of them are even older. Who? Top fives! Top fives. Well, it's been a long time coming. As it is a well-established fact that we both love breakfast and we like to do a food top five. So I today... Love, you love what? I love cereal. You love cereal? Yeah. Which is good, because today we're doing our top five breakfast cereals. Okay, my top five breakfast cereals, and this is a strange mix, and I wrote it quite quickly. And I'm sure I'll have others to add into the list in the future just as i have rainy day movies to add into that list because i kept on remembering ones in the week every day we'll revisit that later okay uh number one weetabix yes but the first like bite has to be completely saturated with cold milk but still completely crunchy after that doesn't matter but the first one has to be like structurally sound it's sludgy by the end and that's okay but you can't start when it's already hit sludge stage Oh, no. And there has to be enough milk that it's still, like, discernible bits of cereal floating in milk. You can't just get a paste. That's disgusting. Because it's a dry paste. Yeah. But I love Weetabix. And what's really good is you can, um, if you're mixing cereals, you can do it like uh, like when you line a skip with doors so you can fit more in. You line the bowl with the Weetabix and then you pour the second cereal into the, into the Weetabix bowl within a bowl. You put an adorable amount of thought into how you fill a bowl. Oh, everyone makes sense. That's just common sense. You only need to order one skip. Uh, number two, Cocoa Pops. Mm-hmm. Or Choco Puffs or whatever, but Cocoa Pops. Also, the brand ones are the only ones that are vegan, just saying. Oh, I bought my Christmas Cocoa Pops yesterday. It is a family tradition that we only ever have Cocoa Pops at Christmas. <laughs> yeah, I was just about to say they taste like Christmas, weirdly. Because, and you don't open the packet till Christmas morning. So I no, feel sometimes I'm... we've got lax in recent years. I do, I do eat Cocoa Pops at other times of the year. It's just it's rare. And even then, I think, oh, Christmas. I bought my Christmas Cocoa Pops, but I did buy Sainsbury's own brand because they were considerably cheaper. Yeah. And also, they don't need to be vegan. Yeah, I love them. 
Sorry, it's your cut yeah. five. No, that's fine. That's fine. Uh, Reese's Pieces Puffs. Or Reese's Puffs. Number three. Number three. Reese's Puffs. I've never had a Reese's Puff, but I believe you had one at the Serial Killer Cafe. I've only had them once there at Serial Killer Cafe, and they were very tasty. And I say one, I mean a bowl, not a kernel. One puff in my hand, just to try. And then I was like, thank you very much, good day to you. I said good day! I had a whole bowl, and I had Oreos on top of them. I love Reese's Pieces. I'm not a fan of a Reese's Cup, but a Reese's Piece. Holy goodness. Oh, a Reese's Piece. I was disappointed when we went to America, because I was like, I'm going to buy a massive bag of Reese's Pieces, it would be great. However, the ingredients in uh, US Reese's Pieces are different from the ingredients in UK Reese's Pieces. I can eat the UK ones, I can't eat the US ones, which surprises me. Because usually the US versions don't have any real food in them. There's a few real ingredients. Sorry, guys. Ah, yes, plastic, my favourite flavour. Just an observation. I know most of our listeners are American, but a lot of your food is crazy pants and made of fluff and glue. And if you have any spare, could you send it to me? Yes, I want it all. Please. We'll set up a P.O. box. Crush, crush, crush. Yum, I've yum, got yum. some time in my hands today. I might investigate deep frying Oreos. Double stuffed Oreos. No, I won't really. Anyway, yeah, the Reese's Puffs are kind of the same consistency and setup as those Flintstones rocks that we had as children. Oh, we'll get to we... those. <laughs> but peanut buttery. Oh. Which Ooh. is good for you because it's protein. So basically they're a health, health breakfast food. Yeah. Uh, number four, raisin wheats. Or blueberry wheats or cranberry wheats or whatever. But shredded wheat, which on its own, dreadful. Fill it with some sort of berry or fruit thing. Delicious. The only use for a full-size shredded wheat is making Easter nest cakes. He's making Easter nest, yes. Yeah. Or to feed a big bird at Christmas so he can have shredded wheat and cranberry sauce. Because that's his absolute favourite. Shredded wheat and cranberry sauce. Or I suppose you could like crumble it up and feed it to the ducks, but apparently you're not really supposed to feed the ducks things like old cereal and bread and stuff because it's terrible. I didn't know people fed shredded wheat to ducks. Oh, they don't. I was just thinking like if you had some and you're trying to get rid of it, you could take it to the park. Loft insulation. Yeah, if you had enough of them. If you want to soundproof a home studio, I think a shredded wheat would be useful. Maybe if we were only making one for like gerbils. A pillow for a guinea pig. And it would have a handy snack. I bet a guinea pig would like a shredded wheat. Yes, that's the guinea pig equivalent of a... I dreamt I was eating a big marshmallow and when I woke up, my pillow was gone. (laughs) (laughs) Are you laughing at the joke or the weird joke voice? I did. I I don't know, a bit of both. Hello. I don't care for raisin wheats, but I'm a fan of a blueberry. In Poundland, they were selling Pop-Tarts. And Pop-Tarts are very expensive if you don't buy them in Poundland. But as I said, I had to get out of there before I committed a misdemeanour. And smelt. Through, through sheer horror. It was horrendous. <laughs> Poundland is a good place for getting Reese's Pieces. Just saying. I went in there for, for buying parcel parcel type things for brownies the other day. I was like, hmm, Reese's Pieces. And number five. Well, I've written Honey Not Cornflakes, which I really, really like. But I don't eat honey. So, uh, I can create my own by using a normal cornflake some chopped toasted nuts and some golden syrup and just kind of create you like combining the lot and then pouring milk and, and it, it's pretty good what an effort just give up veganism oh yeah but it's less effort than like making eggs benedict or something isn't it people do that for breakfast top five rosy cereals number one a cocoa pops and i'm gonna say with whole milk because they were out of two pint jugs of semi-skim so i had to buy whole milk yesterday i could have bought skimmed but i went the other direction it's christmas number Don't two buy skimmed milk that's horrifying well, we'll come to this. Number two. Maple and pecan crunch, whatever. Oh, excellent choice, yes. Often yes, a, an good. own brand, so they'll stick whatever word they want after the phrase maple and pecan. A cluster, yeah. a crunch, a granola. Well, maple and pecan, what a great combo. 
they would go really well on something with bacon. Number, yeah. Number three. Maybe you could just sprinkle some bacon bits over the top. The kind that comes to like the little... No, because those are weird, because that's, again, the fluff and glue principle. <laughs> I was going to say, I don't know if you can actually get them here. If anyone listening <laughs> on the other side of the pond would like to send us some bacon bits... Oh my bits. god, send us a care package. <laughs> please don't send don't, me bacon bits. Don't do that. Please don't post us bacon bits. If I'm going to have any kind of weird bacon, I'm going to chop bacon and fry it up with maple syrup over it. Number three. Crunchy nut clusters. Okay. Oh my god, I've thought of something else. <laughs> I've dropped my pen. I've pulled several muscles. Yogurty. There we go. Crunchy nut clusters. Don't offer me your pen through Skype. That's not the same. Crunchy nut clusters. Thank you. They're like crunchy nut, but clustery and crunchier. And there's kind of a puffed rice element. And what's really good is that they're too big and crunchy. You need to let them soak up and they reach a perfect stage of crunchiness but there's a great give to them. The crunchy nut okay. cluster. Number four. Number four. I'm, I shouldn't have put Cocoa Pops. Now I've thought of this other one. Crap. I've not come across that one. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> wasn't that good? Was... Cornflakes with banana on top. What is that face about? <laughs> what? Well, well, for me... That's not the cereal in itself. That's the thing that makes it list-worthy is the, is the addition of a yeah. separate item. That's not the breakfast cereal. Right, fine. <laughs> Number four. This actually solves my problem. Well, that's what I was just trying to be helpful. Special K yogurt tea. There you go, then. I've not had it in about four years, but I had it all the time in sixth form. And then I moved to York, and for a long time it wasn't available in the north. And then one happy day, Special K yogurt tea came to Yorkshire. Oh, happy day. Oh, happy day. It was, I mean, I think it was possibly even more exciting than the day the waitress opened. When Special K yogurt Special when K, which ball. claims to be some kind of diet breakfast cereal and is as full of sugar as one could possibly hope for. But then every tenth flake in this one, yogurt coated. Number five, malted wheats, a.k.a. Shreddies. Oh, yeah. A standard, a standard cereal. But I, for a long time, had skimmed milk on my cereal, which no. I did not I did not mind. That was fine. Not acceptable. But it then meant that occasionally I'd have semi-skimmed milk, and that was a treat. Imagine if I'd had whole milk, it would have felt like custard. So that's like me when I accidentally end up with sweetened soy milk, which I used to drink all the time, and then every so often I'd say, I'm going to just have the unsweetened stuff, and it wouldn't really stick, and then one day I was like, no, I'm done, and that was a couple of years ago. So now if I end up with sweetened soy milk, I'm like, oh my god, my cereal tastes amazing. Yeah, that's how I felt about semi-skimmed. Now I only have semi-skimmed. So, but it's still, there's, you know, it's an added creaminess. I like a malted wheat. Honourable mentions. Honourable mentions. Okay, cornflakes with banana because cornflakes are very <laughs> rubbish. But then you have banana, and it's totally elevated. This is like my principle of sandwiches. A ham sandwich, not so interesting. Bit of mayo, bit of cucumber. We have a luxury sandwich, my friend. Brown flakes. Yeah, they could also go in the number five. The addition of se- I'm so boring that I think the addition of semi-skimmed milk is a treat. <laughs> I see clearly now that I am but dust, not Blowing but dust. <laughs> I have to go and make myself more exciting. I do like a brown flake, though. You could get a novelty haircut. That would be. Exciting. I was just thinking I could shave my head. Right. I weirdly quite like Fruit Loops, but I think maybe it's just a nostalgia thing because I had such a nice time on holiday. Yeah, I've put down Lucky Charms because I was enchanted by how oddly grey the milk went. And the weird... They like they claim yes. to be marshmallows, but marshmallows don't crunch. <laughs> Must be jelly because jam don't shake. 
yeah, Fruit Loops are fine if you put the milk on and leave it for a couple of minutes. That's what you made me think of it when you were talking about the, the maple and pecan cluster crunch. This is the right cluster crunch of an episode. Because <laughs> until that point, they're surprisingly lemony. Normal crunchy nut. Wheatos. Yeah. yeah. What I've written down is Flintstone balls, but I don't think that's what they said on the packet. <laughs> I think they were probably boulders. Boulders. Yeah. Flintstone boulders. I've done some research and I've discovered that Star Wars cereal is better than Frozen cereal. Even though the Frozen cereal has Anna and Elsa on one side of the box and Olaf on the other. Olaf features in too much of the merchandise for my tastes. If I'm buying Frozen stuff, I only want Anna and Elsa and maybe Kristoff on it. Yeah, more Kristoff. Not enough Rory is the problem here. Yes! And now that you've got further through season four of Once Upon a Time, you see what I mean about Anna and Kristoff having adventures. I would watch that show. They introduced them as this whole big thing, and then it was like, and bite. They're never coming back. And I mean, let's not get into this. I could probably run a Once Upon a Time hate podcast. So what's a Star Wars cereal like? Uh, It's just chocolate-shaped moons and stars. That's no moon. So it's like, well, yeah, because some of them are stars. Um, They're like Wheatos. They're like chocolatey wheat cereal, but they're not shaped like Wheatos. And the frozen ones are stars, and they are kind of vanilla-flavoured. But... The US frozen cereal has blue bits in it because it has little blue marshmallow things and you can't get that here, except you can in the Cereal Killer Cafe. But I can't eat that because Johnson. And tell you what is a really good cereal, which they don't seem to do anymore, is Disney Princess cereal. Because that was a similar vein to the frozen stuff, but some of the stars were pink and they were strawberry flavoured and it was tasty. My song! Rosie, what's your song? My song is Flesh Without Blood by Grimes, which is Uh, from now. Sure. It's good. I was going to do another Grimes song, but I think I might have done it before, so I just went for her new one, just in case. Safe I like, bet. I like Grimes. Safe bet. Snack of the day. What's your snack? Mince pies. Mine will be a luxury hot chocolate, because friend of the show, friend of the episode, Lucy, gave me a kill in the jar with chocolate, hot chocolate making doings in, and a spoon Lovely. attached so I could measure it out. That is And genius. marshmallows. And it was chocolate chips and marshmallows and a spoon and a nice jar. And ribbons. The ribbons went in the jar for putting in your hot chocolate. They were yeah, that'd be weird. So mince pies and luxury hot chocolate. Neil Lamford! Neil Lamford! For the past three weeks, I have been knitting day and night, mainly de- only day, to make the nativity. And good God, Lemon, it is done. Praise the Lord. No, he's not there yet. No, it's not quite done because I've not knit the baby Jesus and he does... I'm quite worried he's going to get forgotten. <laughs> Could you knit him now and just like put him in a safe box somewhere? I was going to knit him on Christmas Eve because it's a very small piece, so it wouldn't take very true. long, and yes, it's going to be like true. a nice thing. But I'm now quite stressed about that idea. I'll text you on Christmas Eve and say, "Have you knit the baby Jesus yet?" God no! Cancel Christmas. I want to knit Father Christmas, so that's a whole other figurine. And according to the pattern, there should be three sheep, and I've only done two sheep. And I know that this is obviously not important, but I'd like to have three sheep. Verisimilitude. Also, three is more aesthetically pleasing. Yes. Also, I have two shepherds. One shepherd per sheep makes it look like maybe they're sheep that need one-to-one who <laughs> need one-to-one shepherd care. That's fine. They're all welcome at the birth of Christ. But it just adds a weird, a weird vibe. And, and also, given that I've done a lot of things that weren't included in the pattern, I feel I ought to at least complete the pattern. Because the pattern is Mary, Jesus, three kings, one shepherd, three sheep. Which is great. But there's no angel, so I had to add an angel, so I had to design the wings. 
It overlooked Liberace. Well, we'll get to him. <laughs> I've done another Shepherd because I thought, well, as we said, it's while shepherds watched their flocks. And as we've learned from Twitter, Americans do not sing while shepherds wash their socks by night, which meant the fact that I had knitted a miniature shepherd holding a pair of socks was perhaps a perplexing notion. It was lost on many followers. We sing that. Not as the official carol service, but at primary school. And also we three kings of Oriental, one in a taxi, one in a car. One on a scooter, hooting its hooter, following yonder star. Oh! Quite easy to turn to a pub sing-along, that. Also had to add a donkey. Um, was it a little donkey? It is quite a little donkey, but it's uh, based on a sheep. A donkey is twice the size of a sheep, I've decided. Yep, that checks out. Yep. Lobster, because of love How actually. How many lobsters were present at the birth of Christ? Uh, just the one, according to mine. Right. And... For reasons of an in-joke, the star of Bethlehem being brought by Liberace, which is probably the best figure because he's covered <laughs> in beads and has a full-length cape that drags behind him. So it's all done now, apart from Father Christmas a sheep and a baby Jesus. I can't bring myself to knit any other characters. I did think about doing Jeremy Corbyn, but <laughs> I can't. I can't add anyone else. I'm really looking forward to next year when I get to get this nativity scene out of a box. <laughs> Boom. Done. Five minutes. I mean, it's been really good fun, but it's become slightly all-consuming. Who are you? Well, it's nice to have hobbies. It is nice to have hobbies, and it is a truly stupendous work and achievement. I'm chuffed. Nativity. Good pun. So that's kind of all I've been doing. I've got to feed my Christmas cake again. You open that box. Lovely smell of whiskey and fruit. Yay. Um, so that's kind of my needle and fed. Awesome. I made a draft excluder yesterday. Yes. For your front door? Yes. Stop the draft coming in. That's usually what they're there for. It's got cows on it. Yes. And it's full of fabric scraps. So it's kind of killed two birds with one stone. Because it's used off a big bag of fabric scraps I found I had. I don't know why I have them. They could all have just gone in the bins. But never mind. Uh, but it turned out to be a good thing. Because now draft excluder. Except it's accidentally massive. Because I just sort of folded a bit of fabric in half. And there we go. And then filled it. It's like, oh, it's giant. Looks like some sort of long cat bed. But it excludes the draft. So we're all winners. Have you done any baking? Uh. No. What have we seen this week? What have we seen this week? Hey! We got sent this by Kate at Words by Kate. And it is a little tweet from Petra Mayer at Petromatic, who you may have heard on Pop Culture Happy Hour and various bits of NPR. And she has posted a picture of an angel cookie that's themed to be Miss Fisher. It's just, as I tweeted back at her, I love everything about this. It's terrific. There is not, I, I mean, the idea is great. The design is the execution. The execution is phenomenal. I'm going to make I mean. little Constable Collinses to hang all over my Christmas tree. Just looking surprised. Uh, I have a couple. <clears throat> I read a very very funny review of Morrissey's terrible book, The List of the Lost, uh, which is quite lengthy. It's uh, from Shoco.info. We'll post a link so you can find it. Uh, it's a little fruity in language, but then so is the initial book. Salty language. Salty, fruity language. Dottumblr.com. <laughs> yeah. it, it highlights perhaps my favourite phrase from a book this year, which Morrissey seems to believe in acceptable order in which to put English language words. <clears throat> to describe a, a peaceful neighbourhood, he writes the phrase, The lush houses of Betty by Shut Eye snoozled in Sleepland. <laughs> Oh, what an idiot. I don't, I don't, I don't. <laughs> what? I don't even. Don't ever bother reading Morrissey's book, but maybe read this this review. And finally, 
Do you want to be able to browse every Girl Scout catalogue from 1917 to the present day? Do I? Or are you dead? Correct. Uh, someone has scanned in all of the Girl Scout catalogues from time immemorial. Well, 1917. And you can view them all online and it's quite interesting and fun. I love me a vintage Girl Scout stuff. Of stuff. Quite right too. Speaking of Girl Scout stuff, I've just remembered loads of things I should have said in the intro, so that's exciting. We had Brownie Christmas last week and we had... Pass the parcel, pin the tail on the donkey, and musical chairs. It was proper old school party games. It was amazing. Um, are you broken up for term then? We are. As of yesterday or as of last week? Oh, so we could have done only connect yesterday. Yes, we could. But then I was listening to Hamilton quite loudly. And uh, I had one of these evenings where you think, oh, I'll just fold a bit of laundry. And then the next thing you know, you're moving furniture around. I moved a fridge. Yes, yeah, so we had a lovely old, old-fashioned... Piano party. Yes, an old-fashioned brownie Christmas. Is it time for my Hamilton confession? I don't know. Do you ever want like, come clean? I have listened to the first half of Act 1 three times and no further. (laughs) Not intentionally. My challenge for you, Rosie. I don't want to. (laughs) But it's good. I know. What's your challenge? To listen to Hamilton. (laughs) To listen to Hamilton. Maybe make it to the end of Act 1 today. Yeah. I think now also... There's too much pressure. Yeah, I get that. I get that. And also, it's quite... You, I want to listen to it all in one go, because it's a narrative, Yeah. and you like to take things in, but yeah. it's a thousand hours long. If you split it into the two acts, then that's fine, because then it's sort of... you know, Even if you're listening to it all the way through, you can tell where the first act ends, because it's the song with everything going on. And also, I know it ends sadly. Well, yeah. Well, and you know yeah. my principle about I only want to watch things where nice things happen. To nice people. I mean, like, what happened to Aaron Byrne? Did he get punished? History punished him, I suppose. I don't tell yeah. me. I'm sure I'll find out. And I really like it. It's not that I don't like it. And I've listened to, you know, I listened to um, Helpless quite a lot. And and the 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 rewind. Uh, I was watching Once Upon a Time yesterday, and they they were meeting new people, and they were trying to get their memories back as is, as is want to happen in Once Upon a Time. Every season. And people kept on saying, do you trust me? Or I trust you, and talking about trust. And every time someone mentioned the word trust, I thought, I'm a trust fund, baby, you can trust me. But it was like once every 45 seconds for like five minutes straight. It's like, guys, you have to stop saying this because my brain's going to explode. Okay, so my talent... It's not even a challenge... I just developed a mental block. And I'm really sorry. I feel like I should be writing personal apology cards to all of our American friends. Maybe you should do that. Do you I mean, I that? wrote the, This Week in Hamilton for two bossy <laughs> dames. <laughs> and I nearly put it in there. I was like, this is... I can just never mention this. I, part of me felt like sad. maybe I should edit this out and just never listen to Hamilton and never mention it again. <laughs> well, good. I'm going to <laughs> maybe listen to Hamilton. <laughs> Maybe I'll just... I mean, the amount of time I've put into Once Upon a Time. And that is terrible. Objectively and subjectively terrible. Listen to it while you do other things. I know. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so my challenge by the next... Uh, well, I'm seeing you tomorrow. <laughs> Can I have done Act 1 by tomorrow? Act 1 by tomorrow. Okay. Can I remix it so there are sleigh bells over Hamilton so it's Christmassy? <laughs> no. Sure. A winter's ball, that's Christmassy. Okay. Uh, I will see you tomorrow and we will speak to you next week for our Christmas special thank Yay! you very much for listening Merry Christmas Jessica's top five's already written we're all ready to I'm go I'm so excited I've never been this prepared <laughs> ever alright bye bye
To find out more and to read show notes, find links and photos for this and past episodes, you can visit our website at rosieandjessica.co.uk. You can email us at say hello to rosieandjessica at gmail.com and follow us on Twitter at the Day of Fun Show. Rosie and Jessica t-shirts are now available. You can shop for all your Day of Fun needs at shop.spreadshirt.co.uk forward slash oh my greyhounds.